Hi everyone, this is Dr. Gayla. Welcome to your Health Connection. It's great to be with you. This podcast is designed to give you natural solutions to your health problems based upon my 35 years of experience as a functional medicine practitioner. I love helping individuals experiencing complicated conditions when nothing else has worked. Each week I'll be giving you health tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your health and function at your best. Thanks for spending some time with me today. The topic of hair loss is very dear to me because in 2007, I lost half of my hair. So I understand how devastating it is to lose your hair. Once I figured out the underlying cause of my hair loss, all of my hair came back over the following eight to 10 months. Today, I'll share with you the reported possible underlying causes, the best tests to run, a case history of a patient who lost all of her hair, including her eyelashes and eyebrows, and natural solutions to help you restore your hair. According to a 2014 survey by the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgery, approximately 35 million men in the United States suffer from some type of hair loss, and approximately 21 million women are affected by hair loss. There are several classifications of hair loss. Alopecia areata is an autoimmune disease that affects up to 2% of the population. This condition develops when the immune system mistakes hair follicles for an invader and attacks the hair follicles as a defense mechanism, resulting in hair loss. It causes round patches of hair loss and can lead to total baldness. The disease affects about 6.8 million people in the United States and people of all ages, sexes, and ethnicity groups can develop this condition. There are different types of alopecia areata, but all will result in some form of hair loss. Alopecia universalis is a medical condition involving the loss of all body hair, including eyebrows, eyelashes, chest hair, pubic hair, armpit hair. It is the most severe form of alopecia areata. People with alopecia areata may have a higher risk for other autoimmune diseases, such as thyroid autoimmune disease and vitiligo, a condition in which the skin loses its pigment cells. This can result in discolored patches in different areas of the body, including the skin, mucous membranes, and hair. It's thought that stress may trigger the onset. Androgenic alopecia involves the action of the hormones called androgens, which are essential for normal male sexual development and have other important functions in both sexes, including sex drive and regulation of hair growth. Androgens cause hair follicles to shrink and thus unable to support hair growth. Approximately 95% of accelerated hair loss cases in both men and women are caused by androgenic alopecia. Men typically develop bald patches around the forehead or on the top of their scalp, and women find that their hair significantly thins across the top of the scalp. This condition may be inherited and involves several different genes, but often results from an underlying endocrine condition related to increased activity of androgens or male hormones. Hair loss from androgenic alopecia occurs because of a genetically determined shortening of anagen. That's the hair's growing phase, and a lengthening of the time between the shedding of the hair and the start of the new antigen phase. 
That means it takes longer for hair to start growing back after it's shed in the course of normal growth cycle. Each hair develops from a follicle and goes through three phases of growth. Antigen is the active growth phase, catagen the transition phase, that lasts about two weeks, and telogen is a resting phase that lasts around three months and culminates in the shedding of the hair shaft. Telogen effluvium happens after some body change or shock pushes more hairs into the telogen phase or the resting stage. Typically in this condition, about 30% of the hairs stop growing and go into the resting phase before falling out. So if you have telogen effluvium, you may lose an average of 300 hairs per day instead of 100. Telogen effluvium can be triggered by a number of different events, including major psychological stress, high fever or severe illness, extreme weight loss, abrupt hormonal changes, including childbirth or menopause, iron deficiency, thyroid imbalance, and some medications. The stress pushes large numbers of hair follicles into the resting phase, and within a few months, these hairs can fall out but fortunately, hair generally grows back within six months. So let's take a look at some of the possible causes of thinning hair. Deficiencies of several essential nutrients, including ferritin, copper, zinc, B vitamins, and protein may be an underlying cause of your hair loss. We'll first look at, take a look at ferritin. Ferritin is a protein in your blood that stores your iron. Having low ferritin interferes with your body's role in making your red blood cells. Red blood cells are important for the transfer of oxygen throughout your body. Without enough red blood cells, your organs and major systems don't work as effectively. Symptoms of low ferritin are similar to that of iron deficiency, and hair loss is just one sign. Other symptoms may include dizziness, extreme fatigue, pounding in the ears, brittle nails, shortness of breath, headaches, difficulty concentrating, or even restless legs. If you have low ferritin, this means that you also have an iron deficiency. Some ferritin is stored in your hair follicles. It's presumed that ferritin loss occurs when someone loses their hair, but the process of ferritin loss can occur before a person experiences hair loss. Whenever your body is low in iron, it can essentially borrow ferritin from your hair follicles and other sources that are less vital to the body in an illness. It's important to get enough iron from foods or supplements so you also have adequate ferritin in your body. Aside from iron deficiency, low ferritin levels may also be caused by significant blood loss, celiac disease, non-celiac gluten intolerance, vegetarian or vegan diets, low thyroid or hypothyroidism, menstruation, and pregnancy. A study published in a November 2007 issue of the European Journal of Dermatology titled Low Iron Stores, a Risk Factor for Excessive Hair Loss in Non-Menopausal Women, found that 59% of women of the non-menopausal age studied who were experiencing excessive hair loss also had iron deficiency. An article published in the June 2013 issue of the Journal of Korean Medical Science titled Iron Plays a Certain Role in Patterned Hair Loss reported that hair loss due to low ferritin is one of the most common types of hair loss we see in women. It's menstruating women who are most likely to be affected as blood loss depletes iron stores. The active or growing phase of the cycle when the cells 
and the root of the hair divide at a rapid rate is reduced, then the hair cannot grow as long as it usually would, so it falls out prematurely without reaching its maximum length. The good news is that hair loss due to low ferritin is entirely reversible and relatively easy to correct. Once the ferritin level has been ascertained by means of a blood test, your doctor will be able to recommend the best level of supplementation for you. It's helpful to include iron-rich foods in your diet, such as red meat and dark green vegetables. If you have a deficiency, supplementation will be necessary in order to, in order to have enough iron to raise the ferritin level. If your hair loss is related to low ferritin, then your hair should grow back once the underlying iron deficiency is treated. You should be closely monitored over a period of months and the supplement adjusted as necessary. Iron supplements should only be taken on the advice of a specialist following appropriate blood tests. While the correct amount of iron intake is important to your overall health, too much iron can have the opposite effect and can have other negative effects on your body. Even if you do have low ferritin, taking too much iron can be problematic. It's also possible to have low ferritin but normal iron readings. Ferritin also affects your thyroid, and hair loss is often one of the first signs of hypothyroidism, a condition that makes your body produce a lower than normal amount of thyroid hormones. Other symptoms of low thyroid hormone production include sluggishness, dry skin, intolerance to the cold, especially cold hands and feet, and weight gain. In some cases of hypothyroidism, hair loss may not be directly linked to a lack of thyroid hormones, but instead due to iron deficiency. This in turn causes low ferritin and hypothyroidism to occur at the same time. When there's not enough ferritin stored in your body, your thyroid isn't able to make enough thyroid hormone. Another possible scenario is having classic hypothyroid symptoms but your thyroid hormone test is normal. If this happens, ask your doctor to check your ferritin levels. Gluten intolerance is one of the possible causes of poor iron absorption, which can then lead to low ferritin levels and hair loss. Zinc deficiency is also often seen in people experiencing hair loss, and alopecia is a well-known sign of established zinc deficiency, with hair regrowth occurring with zinc supplementation. A study published in the May 2009 issue of American Family Physician titled Zinc, an Essential Micronutrient, found that hair loss is a common symptom of zinc deficiency. Another study titled The Therapeutic Effect and the Changed Serum Zinc Level After Zinc Supplementation in Alopecia Areata Patients Who Had a Low Serum Zinc Level, published in the 2009 Annals of Dermatology, found positive therapeutic effects in 9 out of 15 patients. That was 66.7% of the patients in the study. Out of the 9 patients with positive therapeutic effects, 7 patients showed a marked recovery and 2 patients showed a partial recovery. In the positive response group, the serum zinc levels after therapy were significantly higher than those before therapy. Zinc plays an important role in hair tissue growth and repair, and helps keep the oil glands around the follicles working properly. A study published in the March 2012 issue of Dermatologic Therapy titled Oral Zinc Therapy for Zinc Deficiency related telogen alfluvium. This is a type of hair loss associated with a stress showed that oral zinc supplementation cured or improved hair loss in the patients who were treated. 
anecdotal reports that supplementing with too high of a dose can also contribute to hair loss. So it's important to check your zinc levels before taking high doses of zinc. Hair loss can result if your ratio of copper to zinc is out of balance. In addition to hair loss, high copper levels can cause brain fog or difficulty in focusing, fatigue, weight gain, food cravings, depression, tension, or frontal headaches. In order to find out if you have high or low levels of any of the metals or minerals, I recommend doing a comprehensive urine elements test to check your levels before taking supplements. Vitamin D deficiency can be a cause of hair loss because vitamin D stimulates the hair follicles, resulting in growth. An article titled The Role of Vitamin D in Non-Scarring Alopecia, published in the December 2017 issue of the International Journal of Molecular Sciences, presented a review of current literature considering the role of vitamin D in hair loss. The majority of studies revealed decreased serum 25-hydroxy vitamin D levels in patients with different types of alopecia. And the authors suggested that vitamin D supplementation could be a therapeutic option for patients with hair loss. An article published in the February 2010 issue of Dermatology Online, this is a journal titled, Does D Matter? The Role of Vitamin D in Hair Disorders and Hair Follicle Cycling, show that the vitamin D receptor, independent of vitamin D, plays an important role in hair cycling, specifically the phase in which the hair follicles produce an entire hair shaft from tip to root. The authors concluded that additional studies to evaluate the role of vitamin D in the hair cycle should be done, and that treatments that upregulate the vitamin D receptor may be successful in treating hair disorders and are a potential area of further study. A study titled Development and Progression of Alopecia in the Vitamin D Receptor Null Mouse, published in the May 2006 issue of Journal of Cellular Physiology, revealed that knockout of vitamin D receptors in mice resulted in the development of alopecia and near total hair loss at eight months. Meta-analysis have reported that alopecia areata patients have a higher prevalence of vitamin D deficiency and lower 25-hydroxy-D serum levels compared to healthy controls. A study published in the September 2016 issue of Indian Dermatology Online titled Serum Vitamin D Levels in Patients with Alopecia Areata reported the presence of vitamin D deficiency in 39% of alopecia areata patients compared with 12% of healthy controls. Results of a study published in the December 2010 issue of Tropical Life Sciences Research titled Effects of Tocotrienol Supplementation on Hair Growth in Human Volunteers concluded that supplementation with vitamin E capsules increased hair numbers in volunteers suffering from hair loss as compared to the placebo group. Vitamin E consists of fat-soluble compounds known as tocopherols and tocotrienols that function as antioxidants by scavenging free radicals. Free radicals are like chemical bullets that fly around, and if they hit a cell, they either damage or kill the cell. A possible explanation for the effects could have been due to the potent antioxidant activity of vitamin E. And antioxidants reduce lipid peroxidation and oxidative stress in the scalp and are known to be associated with alopecia. Antioxidants are like catches mitts, and when they catch a free radical, they neutralize it or destroy it. 
eight months of supplementation with 50 milligrams of mixed tocotrienols and 23 IUs of alpha-tocopenol resulted in 34.5% increased hair count in 38 patients with hair loss, compared to a 0% decrease with, in the placebo patients. Your hair consists of 85 to 90% keratin. This is a complex protein that makes up the majority of your skin and, and nails. Keratin is built up by 18 essential and non-essential amino acids. An amino acid being essential means your body doesn't naturally produce it. You need to get it from taking supplements or from eating it in food. If your protein levels are too low, the protein goes to more essential functions such as supporting musculoskeletal and cardiovascular function rather than going to hair growth. Low protein levels can lead to slow hair growth and breakage because your body lacks the amino acid building blocks. A study titled Prevalence of Nutritional Deficiencies in Hair Loss Among Indian Participants, Results of a Cross-Sectional Study, published in the July 2017 issue of International Journal of Trichology, reported that participants with hair loss showed varied amino acid and micronutrient deficiencies across all types of hair loss. Among the essential amino acids, Histidine deficiency was seen in greater than 90% of participants with androgenic alopecia and 77.7% .7 of participants with telogen effluvium, the type of hair loss seen from a stressful event. Leucine deficiency was seen in 98.1% of participants with telogen effluvium and 100% with female pattern hair loss. Valine deficiency was also very common across alopecia subtypes. Among the non-essential amino acids, alanine deficiency was observed in 91.6% in patients with female pattern hair loss, 91.1% in male pattern hair loss, and 90.7% in telogen effluvium, the type from a stressful event. Oral L-cysteine was also studied in combination with histidine, copper, and zinc, taken four times daily, resulting in significant mean change in total hair count after 50 weeks, 29 versus 11% for placebo, in 24 patients with allo, uh, androgenic alopecia. Supplementation with L-cysteine, 20 milligrams, medicinal yeast, and panathenic acid resulted in significant improvement and normalization of the mean antigen act, or the active phase of hair growth, hair rate after six months compared with placebo. Lysine is an essential amino acid found in meat and eggs and is thought to play a role in the absorption of iron. In patients with chronic telogen effluvium, supplementation with L-lysine, 1.5 grams, iron, 72 milligrams, vitamin B12, vitamin C, biotin, and selenium resulted in a 39% reduction in hair shedding after six months as well as a significant increase in serum ferritin levels in women who previously failed with iron supplementation alone. Low amino acid lysine and low iron. In one study, 90% of women with thinning hair were deficient in both iron and the amino acid lysine. Vitamin B7, also known as biotin, can be helpful for hair loss. Biotin, also known as B7 or vitamin H, is a B-complex vitamin and cofactor for enzymes involved in several functions in your hair root cells. Biotin deficiency causes various symptoms, including alopecia. 
Biotin deficiency and suboptimal biotin levels reported in 38 and 49% of healthy women complaining of hair loss. 11% of these patients were later found to have a secondary cause for low biotin levels, including use of anti-epileptic drugs, Accutane, antibiotics, or gastrointestinal disease, altering the biotin producing gut bacteria. A recent review identified 11 cases of hair loss secondary to biotin deficiency from either an inherited enzyme deficiency or a medication where biotin was an effective supplementation for hair regrowth. Current clinical evidence supports biotin supplementation as an effective remedy for hair loss only in cases secondary to biotin deficiency. Use caution in taking biotin as an oral supplement for hair loss because it may interfere with thyroid hormone assays, resulting in artificially high or low thyroid function tests. Multiple cases have been reported in which patients taking high levels of biotin had lab results indistinguishable from Graves' disease. That's also known as hyperthyroidism. So if you're taking high levels of biotin, make sure you're checking your high, uh, thyroid levels. Vitamin B12 promotes healthy hair growth by assisting in the production of oxygen-rich blood cells, which feed your hair follicles. Vitamin B12 deficiency can manifest also as weakness or fatigue. Vitamin B12 deficiency is usually common in people who have digestive issues such as low stomach acid, gastritis, or celiac disease. It's also common in older adults and in vegans. Hormonal imbalances can cause hair loss. If your testosterone levels are too high, whether you're a woman or a man, and if they're too high because of menopause in women, you may also have excess weight. We see symptoms of male pattern baldness and unwanted hair growth on the face. We frequently see imbalances in estrogen and progesterone in women who are in perimenopause. Imbalances in estrogen and progesterone can cause depression, weight gain, fatigue, and hair loss. Research suggests that hair loss due to menopause is a result of a hormonal imbalance, a lowered production of estrogen and or progesterone. These hormones help hair grow faster and stay on the head for longer periods of time. When the levels of estrogen and progesterone drop, hair grows more slowly and becomes thinner. A decrease in these hormones Hormones also triggers an increase in the production or can increase the production of the male androgens. Androgens shrink hair follicles, resulting in hair loss on the head. But these hormones can cause more uh, hair to actually grow on the face. So you end up with losing the hair on your head and having hairs on your chin and your face where you don't want them. For women going through menopause, the cause of hair loss is almost always related to hormonal changes. Pregnancy-related hair loss is seen more commonly after the baby's been born rather than during pregnancy. So if you experience hair loss after pregnancy, your hair will probably grow back in a couple of months once your hormone levels bounce back. Women with polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS have elevated androgens and lose scalp hair but grow hair on their face and body. PCOS can also lead to ovulation problems acne, and weight gain. If you'd like detailed information about PCOS and how to deal with it, uh, please listen to my podcast titled Natural Solutions for PCOS. High levels of male sex hormone, dihydrotestosterone, 
or DHT can cause hair loss in both men and women. Testosterone converts to dihydrotestosterone with the help of an enzyme called 5-alpha reductase. This enzyme converts a certain percentage of your testosterone into DHT in tissues such as the skin, liver, prostate, and hair follicles. If you're genetically susceptible to hair loss, DHT can bind to receptors in your hair follicles and cause them to shrink, weaken, and eventually die. This process eventually leads to complete to a complete end of the hair growth in DHT-affected hair follicles. Thyroid issues can cause hair loss. When thyroid hormone production is disrupted, it can, develop, it can affect development of hair at the root and affect hair growth and regeneration. If you have an overactive or underactive thyroid, your hormone levels will be off and your hair will suffer. Symptoms of hypothyroid include scalp hair loss and losing the outside part of your eyebrows, weight gain, fatigue, constipation, depression, waking up with headaches in the morning, and a sensitivity to cold, especially cold, experiencing cold hands and feet. If you have a hyperthyroid condition, you may experience nervousness, anxiety, mood swings, difficulty sleeping, sensitivity to heat, heart palpitation, twitching, or weight loss. Your hair may fall out faster than usual if you have a selenium deficiency. Without selenium, the production of your thyroid hormone is slow. The cells in your hair follicles respond to the drop in thyroid hormone, and your hair may fall out faster than usual. Selenium deficiencies can be due to drinking too much alcohol or from taking birth control pills. Symptoms of selenium deficiency include fatigue, difficulty concentrating, and hair loss. Because excess amounts of selenium can also contribute to hair loss and other symptoms, it's important to evaluate your levels before taking high amounts of selenium. Birth control pills can cause hair loss. The hormones in the pill that suppress ovulation can cause hair to thin, especially in women with a family history of hair loss. Sometimes hair loss can occur when you stop taking the pill because there's such a dramatic shape, uh, drop in your hormone production. Just as pregnancy hormone changes can cause hair loss, so can switching or going off the birth control pills. Stress or illness can cause hair loss, the process known as telogen effluvium, or the excessive shedding of hair induced by stress. Our bodies perceive mental stress the same way it perceives physical stress. So any dramatic stressor on your body can cause your hair growth to become arrested and shed. When your body is stressed, it releases the hormone cortisol, which can then affect the hair follicle and result in shedding or hair loss. That shedding typically occurs at least three months following a stressful event. Extreme stress can cause sudden hair loss that could last for several months. The stress molecules like cortisol can target and damage your hair. Sudden weight loss is a form of physical trauma that can result in thinning hair. Weight loss can put unnecessary stress on your body, and not eating right can cause vitamin and mineral deficiencies. Certain classes of medications can promote hair loss. The most common offenders are certain blood thinners and the blood pressure drugs known as beta blockers. Other drugs that might cause hair loss include methyltrexate, used to treat rheumatoid arthritis and some skin conditions, lithium for bipolar disorder, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs, including ibuprofen, and some antidepressants.
Over-treating hair from hair styling products can lead to hair loss due to the toxic chemicals found in dyes and styling products. Unfortunately, almost all shampoos contain sodium lauryl sulfate, which has a toxic effect on your immune system and has also been proven to corrode hair follicles and impede hair growth. It's really best to buy natural shampoos and natural hair dyes. Heavy metal toxicity can cause hair loss. A study titled Possible Relationship Between Chronic Telogen Effluvium and Changes in Lead, Cadmium, Zinc, and Iron, Total Blood Levels in Females, a case-controlled study published in the June 2015 issue of International Journal of Trichology, found that hair loss can be one of the symptoms of heavy metal toxicity. Lead and cadmium are highly toxic metals that can cause acute and chronic health problems in humans. The aim of the study was to determine if there was a relationship between these metals and chronic telogen effluvium, known as CTE, that's the type from stress, in women, and if CTE is also associated with changes in zinc and or iron. Total blood levels of lead, cadmium, iron, and zinc were determined in 40 female patients who had chronic telogen effluvium and compared with total blood levels of the same elements in 30 well-matched healthy women. The results showed that the cadmium levels were significantly higher in patients than in controls. There were no significant differences between patients and controls regarding iron, zinc, and lead. The researchers concluded that estimation of blood lead and cadmium levels can be important in cases of CTE, as cadmium toxicity can be an underlying hidden cause of such idiopathic condition. A review published in the January 2018 issue of Skin Appendage Disorders titled Alopecia and Associated Toxic Agents, a Systematic Review, concluded that thallium, mercury, selenium, and colchicine have compelling evidence linking toxic levels of these substances to hair loss. A search was conducted using PubMed, Embase, Cochrane, and Cochrane for studies describing hair loss of any type as a result of exposure to or ingestion of a toxic agent. The search yielded 856 articles with 47 studies included in the review. The findings were that agents with the strongest evidence of association to alopecia included thallium, mercury, selenium, and colchicine. That's a medication prescribed for gout. The conclusion from the study was that numerous toxic agents have been implicated in alopecia and the strength of evidence behind each agent varies. Toxic levels of thallium and colchicine have long been established to cause alopecia. Let's take a look at a case history. A 14-year-old girl came into our office on November 23, 2015. She'd been diagnosed with alopecia universalis, the most severe form of alopecia areata. She lost all the hair on her body, including her eyebrows and eyelashes. She also had autoimmune Hashimoto's thyroiditis. She was taking Armour Thyroid for this. She suffered with headaches, eczema, mood swings, and she'd been suffering with allergies since she was an infant. I recommended an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free diet to address her food allergies and the high levels of inflammation in her body. She had a really high CRP, which is a marker of inflammation. I ordered a GI-MAP DNA stool test to check her for gut dysbiosis. 
a comprehensive urine elements test to check for heavy metal toxicity and to check the, her mineral status. I ordered a, dr a Dutch dried urine test to check her sex hormone levels and her cortisol levels. She returned after three weeks and reported that her eczema was better, she'd not experienced any headaches, and she was no longer clearing her throat from her allergies. Her DNA stool test results showed presence of bacterial pathogens, high levels of H. pylori, H. pylori bacteria, this is the bacteria that causes ulcers, several dysbiotic bacteria, and presence of a parasite. I recommended antimicrobials to kill the bacteria, antiparasitic to kill the parasite, mastica and herbals to kill the H. pylori bacteria. Her urine elements test showed low levels of iron, and we know that iron is a common cause of hair loss. Her test also showed high levels of vanadium. High vanadium could negatively affect thyroid function, so I recommended she take iron glycinate to increase her iron levels. Her hormone test showed insulin resistance and low levels of cortisol. She also had low vitamin D levels. I recommended myo and chiroinositol to support her insulin levels and to support her thyroid stimulating hormone. I recommended a homeopathic to support her thyroid function and adaptogenic herbals to support her cortisol levels and adrenal glands. I also recommended vitamin D3. She returned three weeks later and said that she was feeling good and that her hair was coming back in. After 12 weeks of addressing her gut issues, I recommended L-glutamine and other nutrients to heal her gut lining, and I also recommended probiotics. After six weeks of gut sealing, I recommended a detox program to remove toxins because she'd been exposed to a potent pesticide designed to kill horseflies. She rode horses and she was frequently exposed to this pesticide. I also wanted to lower the high levels of vanadium reported on her urine elements test. After 10 months, all of her hair had come back, her eczema was gone, her moods were good, and she no longer had headaches. This is one of my best case histories ever. Let's look at some natural solutions. First, follow an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free diet for at least 30 days. You want to avoid all fast foods, sugars, processed and fried foods, gluten, dairy products, soy, and peanuts. Fill 50% of your plate with organic, non-starchy vegetables. Eat pastured poultry, meats, and wild-caught fish, organic nuts and seeds, and low-sugar fruits, including berries, kiwi, lemon, lime, pomegranate, papaya, wild rice, which is a seed, quinoa, and buckwheat. You need to feed your hair all the right nutrients, particularly you want plenty of protein and iron in your diet. I recommend doing a GI map DNA stool test to check for bacterial pathogens, parasites, worms, viruses, digestive enzyme levels, and the levels of inflammation in your gut. Gut inflammation can block the conversion of your thyroid hormone T4 to its active hormone form T3. Gut inflammation can lead to nutritional deficiencies such as low iron, hormone imbalances, and chronic inflammation can lead to autoimmune disorders. I recommend doing a comprehensive metabolic blood panel and include ferritin, fasting insulin, and vitamin D. Low levels of ferritin, the stored form of iron, is one of the most common causes of female hair loss. Even if your iron levels are normal, you must have your levels of ferritin checked if you're suffering with hair loss. Also include a comprehensive thyroid panel. 
Make sure that your practitioner looks at your levels of thyroid-stimulating hormone, or TSH, free T4, free T3, T3 uptake, reverse T3, and your thyroid antibodies. I also recommend a Nutra-Eval, N-U-T-R-E-V-A-L test. This is from Genova Diagnostics. This test is both a blood and urine test, and it evaluates over 125 biomarkers that assess your body's functional need for 40 antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and other select nutrients. I recommend doing a Dutch dry urine test. This is a hormone test to check for imbalances in estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and dihydrotestosterone. It also checks your cycling cortisol levels. Addressing hormone balance and stress hormone levels is essential for helping you deal with your hair loss. Many medications can cause hair loss. Some of the most common medications known to cause hair loss are birth control pills, acne medications contain vitamin A, antidepressants, antibiotics, cholesterol-lowering drugs, high blood pressure medications, thyroid medications, steroids, and hormone replacement therapy. Talk with your doctor and consider discontinuing or changing medications that may be causing your hair loss. Also take omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, DHA. These nutrients are very important for the integrity of your hair and for your hormonal balance. It's very important to find stress-relieving activities that you enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, you won't do it. Stress-relieving activities like yoga, walking. I love to walk on the beach. Find your favorite exercise and do it. I also recommend listening to YouTube videos of something called The Three Principles. My husband and I have been watching these videos and enjoying them for the past three years, and it's been absolutely life-changing in a very positive way. It's just a simple explanation of how your mind works. What I love about The Three Principles is there's no technique. There's nothing you have to do. There's no place you have to go. It's not a belief or a philosophy. There's nothing you have to buy. It's just a simple explanation of how our minds work and how you, you have your own insights when you watch these videos. I recommend watching anything on YouTube by a Ph.D. psychologist named Dicken, D-I-C-K-E-N, Bettinger, B-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R. He has a great sense of humor. He's very soft, very kind. And there are several Ph.D. Uh, psychologists and psychiatrists who do YouTubes on this topic. Take a look. You know, if it resonates with you, it can change your life. I thank you so much for listening. If you'd like a one-on-one -on -one consultation, please visit me at drgala.com. That's D-R-G-A-I-L-A.com. Thanks again for listening.